Good afternoon. Welcome to Power Mizzou Live, the show whose only goal is to have a better broadcast than ESPN Plus had from Mizzou Wichita State last night. If we can manage to stay on the air for about 30 straight minutes, then uh, then we've won that battle. Gerard Hamilton here with me, Gabe DeArmond. We do actually have one other goal, and that goal is, hey, we want to save you guys money and make you happy. Um, so we do that with James Carlton State Farm Insurance. Everybody here either has insurance or you very quickly need to get insurance because you are required to do so. Uh, everyone here also, we think probably cheers for Missouri. If you're not a Missouri fan and you just stumbled upon our little YouTube production here, hey, we appreciate having you here. You might want to tune out for the next 20 seconds or so. But college sports, the hot button issue right now is name, image, and likeness. I think we're going to talk about that a little bit uh over the next 30 minutes or so. Uh, the the economy, the hot button issue, inflation right now. Well, here's an opportunity to see about saving money on something the state requires you to have, that's insurance on your car, and that your lender requires you to have on your house. So by the way, just a quote from James Carlton's office, we'll get you a donation on your behalf to every True Tiger Foundation, which, foundation, which is one of Mizzou's NIL initiatives. If you like to save money, and you want to help out your favorite college program and have Missouri as competitive as possible in the SEC, give James's office a call at 314-961-4800 or get a quote online at carltoninsurance.net and he will donate $20 again in your or on your behalf to that NIL initiative. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton State Farm. Gerard, what's going on, man? How's uh, how's Wednesday? Oh, that's, that's good. Got got second uh, batch of report cards coming from the defense. Uh, that'll come out tomorrow. As y'all can see, I got another haircut. I'm feeling different again. <laughs> feeling different again. But uh, no, everything's going well. I'm just trying to keep a track of all the, the transfer news as it comes out and bowl stuff and all that stuff we got going uh, these next few days. Well, congratulations to you for people still being able to tell if you get a haircut because like nobody can really tell if I get a haircut. So people can tell if I shave, but that's about it. So appreciate you guys being here. Uh, that includes Jared, who is offering $5 for Gerard to not enter the transfer portal and return for his sophomore season. I'm already locked in. I'm locked in. But I'll, if I'll, I'll say this. If you do enter the transfer portal, I will not be assisting in making you a graphic. You can tweet out that you're leaving, but I just won't make a graphic for you to do it. No, no, no. I'm locked in. I, we appreciate that, Jerry. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and if you guys are here, feel free. Comments, questions, uh, anything you got. Look, there's a lot of stuff going on. It's uh, The next three weeks are going to be nuts. We're going to talk about that. But if you've got specific questions or, or things you want to talk about, Put them there in the comment queue, and we will certainly get to them as the show goes along. Appreciate you guys who are here joining us live on a Wednesday afternoon. So let's kind of start by going backwards, and then we'll just just work chronologically. Missouri beats Arkansas, finishes six and six, and that makes the season what saved? I guess. Fine. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like I, I went with fine. Like we're back to where everybody thought was, you know, what was going to be in the beginning, kind of like maybe seven and five at the, that we thought that was like their seal. I mean, on their floor, but we're around where we thought we were going to be. Um, it's just the way the, the games they lost was obviously different. 
for many reasons. And some of the games we kind of expect, okay, you beat Auburn, probably be more competitive versus Kansas State. Um, we don't expect you to only put up 17 points versus Vandy. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a weird season, but the result is kind of what we believe to be, you know, four yeah. months ago. And probably what it should be. Like you can make the argument they were two plays from eight and four, but you can make the argument they were two plays from four and eight. So six and six feels right. It feels like about what this team should be. Um, you know, I know you're in the in the middle of, like you said, doing grades. I mean, I without breaking it down by position, if we just go, okay, offense, defense, special teams, like where would you fall on the offense? Like an overall grade for the offense this year. D plus, C minus? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd just, be kind of right in that same range. I mean, tight ends, it just it just you didn't get that production from them last year. If you guys seen the grades, like, you would think, all right, maybe they're not receiving tight ends. They're blocking tight ends. And you check the numbers, and it's just like, they're not blocking tight ends. <laughs> Obviously, the offensive line struggled. Brady Cook had a very much up-and-down season. The running backs were okay for what you got, but you, you know, you think, put it like this, Raheem Sanders had like 1,400 yards. I think if you combine Cook, Pete, and Schrader, like he's either just eclipsing that or he's really close by himself. And then the wide receivers obviously did well. But when you add all that up, it sounds like a C minus D plus to me. Yeah, definitely below average (laughs) offensively. Defensively, like my first inclination is to say like, a plus 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 because I watched last year. <laughs> I know what they did last year. But with like you didn't have to sit through 12 games of that defense. So you can maybe be a little more objective in just grading this defense off what it did this year. I mean, is that still an A defensive effort this year, you think? It'd be really hard for me to on a whole scale get to like lower than an A minus for just grading the whole defense, especially when I add in the coaching with it. I mean, what was the game? I mean, they gave up 27 to Arkansas, and, like, you can say whatever you want to say about that, but that team was eighth in offense, scoring offense or something like that. And then the other one, I'm getting the numbers mixed up, the total offense, they were 19 or whatever. So it was that's a high-power offense. The Tennessee one is obviously a dud. That's where, you know, that could play into it. But besides that, I mean, this – they were the team. They were the team. The six wins yeah, they, were them for the most part. They did enough for this to be an eight and four season defensively. Uh, or maybe even better than that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Special teams. I don't know, man. Like, there were some issues. Yeah. Jedi of Chicago says that's a B. Um, C minus. D plus. And I'm going to tell you all, like, Mevis and his career high and misses. He had that through like six or seven games. He already had four or five. He never had more than, I want to say, three in a season. Mm-hmm. So you got that. You've got the special teams gaffes on the kickoff coverage, whether it was a couple of kicks that went out of bounds, whether it was that play versus Vanderbilt where they everybody just looked at the ball and was just like, oh, mm-hmm. what's going on? And Vandy recovered it. Uh, you had the punt coverage. And even in the games where they won, you could see a lot of times drink like – you get to special teams, and it's just like it's not where it needs to be. It's not where it needs and to be. Didn't they give up a couple of fake punts for first downs too? We got fake During punts. The you, got the, 
you got fake punts. You got the punt where uh, Jack, Jack uh, Stonehouse dropped it and tried to go oh, versus right. I think Kentucky. Right. You had the punt return for a touchdown versus Kansas State, and you had I want to say there was a, maybe a punt return versus Florida that set them up or Auburn yeah. or something set them up in field right. goal range. So it was one of those yeah. two games. Yeah, I'd say C, C minus somewhere in that range would probably be fair. I mean, Luther yeah. Burden starting out hot with a, a punt return for a touchdown helped out a little bit, but overall the return games just kind of were there. They weren't, they weren't bad, but they weren't good. Um, you right. know, so overall, it just like this is the second straight season where I just kind of finish it and go, yeah, I don't know what happened. Like, there's nothing that really tells me. I, I I said coming into this year, all I want is I want to get to the end of this year and I want to know if I should feel good about the direction of things. And I don't know. I don't know that I feel bad, but I don't know that I feel good. And so I'm here just, yeah, I don't know. They played a season. You know, they're a 500 team over the last three years. That's just what they are. It's just, I don't know if it's going up, going down, or it's just kind of like you're just driving I-70 across the state of Kansas. It's just going. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So um, I, I, we're going to get to uh, some of your guys' comments and questions because a lot of them have to do with, with the stuff we're going to talk about anyway. So let's just start with this, Gerard. This this is college spans, man. Season's over. We already talking next season predictions. And look, here's why I put this one first. I don't know who's going to be on this team on Thursday, much less next September. Yeah. Um, we're talking, we've got nine guys who are reportedly going to be in the transfer portal, whether they said it or their reports or whatever. That number can add by, you know, another five, six, seven, eight. We don't know. We don't know who's going to play in the bowl game that I'll be going to in, in a month or whatever that is going to be. So it's hard to predict next season. Um, and we're going to talk about how much, like, even without the transfers, the, the guys that lose it to the NFL and things like that, like, they're going to be rebuilding a lot more than we think in our heads because I feel like we have the tendency to think with your NFL teams or any professional teams, like, all right, we got this. Now we just got to go to this side. It's not going to be that easy. Right, because literally every one of their players is in a contract year now. I mean, it's like – it's like you had an NFL team that went nine and eight, and now you're going, okay, you got 53 dudes that are free agents. Go go figure out if you're going to re-sign right. them. Um, and, I mean, you know, the, the comment said he needs to be better than six and six or he's going to be on a hot seat. I agree with that. And, like, it was a comment that really kind of went under the radar, I think. But it was a few weeks ago whenever I asked him, you know, what would he point to as progress for this program? And what – Somewhere in that long answer, he said, and you know, our schedules are starting to set up to win some more games. Like, this is him, man. He's saying the schedule's getting easier. So six and six next year ain't it. I, I mean, it it has to be better. I, I don't know what I would predict because I don't know what Missouri's roster is going to look like, and I don't know what anybody's roster they play is going to look like. But it needs to be better than six and six is what I would say. Sure. And with the quarterback uncertainty that like, even if we have the whole roster, if we don't know who the quarterback is, I still couldn't give a prediction. Yeah. So, uh, so let's talk about one. Let's talk about that. I mean, AU stock says, do you think Mizzou would go after the Michigan transfer QB? Look, I mean, there's no obvious connection that I know to Cade McNamara. Um, 
you know, Graham Mertz from Wisconsin is in the transfer portal. There are some connections there. He's a, a Kansas kid, but frankly, he has not been a super successful quarterback. I just, I don't know how to answer the question whether Missouri will look at a transfer quarterback or not. I Like, I think no, but I don't know that for sure. I mean, so it's, it's pronounced Jabari Johnson? Uh, yes, I believe so. Okay, so... Let's say Cook stays, and they got Johnson. Macon and said Horn. he's leaving, and they got Horn. Okay, so I guess you don't have to, but it just seems like we know they want the experience, maybe just for the sake of having that in the QB room, you know, uh, like how they brought in Jack Abraham, and they thought he could have probably or possibly played. Obviously, that didn't happen, but I think at the very least they probably get someone just – for the experience, maybe. I, I, I don't know. I, I just think this whole discussion comes down to what they think of Sam Horn. And I don't know what they think of Sam Horn. I know what I think of Sam Horn, which is I don't have a damn clue because I haven't seen him play football. You know, so like, I don't know if he's good, bad, or indifferent. Um, But if they think by December 29th or whatever, that Sam Horn is a guy that can start at them at quarterback for them next year, then Hey, I, I think that's that's what they roll with, and they take the risk of Brady leaving, and and it is what it is because I know everybody thinks well Brady loves Missouri and he won't leave, but like he's been a starter, he doesn't want to not be a starter next year. I don't see him sticking around to just mentor Sam Horn and and be a backup over the last two years. Like that's not why. It, say what you want about Brady, but he's quite clearly a competitive dude. Very much so, and and he said. I think it was after the Arkansas game, how much he loves the school, the coaches, and everything. And I believe him. But, again, like yeah. you said, he's competitive. And, like, he's at the end of his first year starting. Like, I know he's probably thinking, well, I know where I went wrong. I know what I can do better. Uh, just like how he's after the bye week. He clearly improved. I bet he thinks he gets another offseason. He can show he's still yeah. a power five quarterback, whether it's here or somewhere else. And and if I'm him, and I think we've had this conversation, but I'll just say it here. If I'm him, I'm in Drinkwitz's office this week saying, look, you spent all offseason trying to replace me, and you couldn't do it. And I beat out all the guys, and I won the job, and I got better. And I was the, a big reason this team went four and two down the stretch. I quit turning the ball over. You know I'm going to work hard. I'm going to do it again. I want to be named your starting quarterback. And if the coach won't do that, I don't know. Then we'll see what happens. I I like I see Gabe. I like that. Yeah, tell Brady to play a little bit of hardball. That makes. I sense. mean, I would if I was him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I no. I definitely get it. I, because I because the thing is, if 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 you just go into if what he's told is, hey, we're going to let you compete for the job. Well, what happens if you lose it in spring football? You've just wasted an entire semester where maybe you could have gone. So you know, this is like. Like I said about Tyler Macon, the shock to me was not that he transferred this week. It was that he didn't transfer before the year. Like, I thought he would transfer after last season. And if he had, he might have had a whole nother year in a system somewhere to set himself up to be a starting quarterback. So that's why I'm saying if Brady doesn't know he's the starter next year, look, man, his loyalty has to be to him, not to Missouri. Definitely. Definitely. 
So it, it'll be interesting. I mean, we're once again, we're going into year four and, and one of the major questions we have is, is the quarterback situation. So, uh, all right. So let's get to talking about this a little bit. Uh, Mizzou fan number seven wants to know if it's going to be the Birmingham bowl. Um, so here's kind of, and this stuff changes every day and it could change if LSU beats Georgia this weekend, this all changes because LSU goes to the new year six and then everybody moves up a spot. My indication is that Missouri likes the Vegas Bowl, but I'm not real sure the Vegas Bowl likes Missouri. The Liberty Bowl, you're starting to hear a little bit more Arkansas in the Liberty Bowl, whether that's – I don't think the Liberty Bowl is something Missouri loves anyway. Same time as the Kentucky basketball game. They were just there four years ago. Opponent could be Kansas, which I don't think is ideal. So I, I don't know whether the Liberty Bowl doesn't like Missouri, Missouri doesn't like the Liberty Bowl, whatever. So I think it's starting to look kind of Texas Bowl versus like Baylor, Texas Tech, or OU, or maybe Birmingham. I still don't think Missouri slides to the Birmingham because I think Florida is going to end up there, but that's based just on my opinion. And what about the Music City, Gator, Gasparilla? Like how do – first off, I want to know because – it seems like they try not to say, like, outside the New Year's Six, it's just like all these bowls are the same, but it doesn't feel like that. There seems like there's clearly a hierarchy after the New Year's Six where it's like Music City Bowl is still for, like, teams that are, like, nine and three or something like right. that. So, so, so once you get past the New Year's Six, the Citrus Bowl takes the next best SEC team, whether that's number two, number five, number nine, whatever. After the New Year's Six, the Citrus Bowl gets the first pick. So my assumption is that Tennessee, Alabama, and Georgia are in the New Year's Six or the playoff. LSU is going to go to the Citrus Bowl. Um, then you've got the Vegas, the Music City, the Relia Quest, which used to be the Outback, uh, the Gator, the Texas, and the Liberty. You got those six bowls, which are all what the SEC says is we work with the teams and the bowls to place everybody. They say there's no pecking order. I mean, they just say these six games were filling with six teams. Well, there are seven teams to fill those six if LSU slides down to the Citrus Bowl. The Birmingham Bowl was behind them. So if you go to Birmingham, that's the last pick. There's no disputing that. But like picks one through six, theoretically, are are kind of even. I've heard Vegas wants a team that's won more games. I've heard Ole Miss likely to Vegas. South Carolina generally tends to get one of the Florida Bowls, whether that's the Gator Bowl or the Outback. Um I think Mississippi State's going to probably get the other one. So really what you're coming down to is Music City, Texas, and Liberty, and you've got Arkansas, Kentucky, Missouri, and Florida. I, I Look, I haven't looked at who's been to the Music City Bowl lately and who hasn't. Um, you know, M- Missouri was supposed to go to the Music City Bowl the year they uh, COVID it out against Iowa. So it's possible Missouri could go to Nashville. Um, I think I've seen the Texas Bowl projected some, seen the Liberty Bowl projected a little. But if they're that team that's left out like they were last year, then they're going to go to Birmingham. But if they're left out in this league for a second year in a row, if I'm Desiree Reed Francois, like I'm just taking the press conference to publicly bitch and say the SEC hasn't taken care of us two years in a row. I mean, even if, if she did that, what does that do, though? It makes the fans feel like she's standing up for them. Mm. Because last year you had 12 bowl spots and Missouri was the 13th team. So that's fine. Like, no complaints. You were 6-6 and last year. 
you didn't deserve a lot better than you got. It's fine. But this league prides itself on everybody's equal and nobody's more important than anybody else. And we all love each other and we all chant SEC at the end of games. So if that's the case, you don't screw the the same team two years in a row. That's my opinion. You know, I I don't know if it's going to happen, but um, that's, that's kind of my opinion on, on how it should go. Let's see. Um, Okay. Uh, Dave is asking, do we know anything about how good Bency Polgar is without any new transfers? How improved is the O-line with Foster, Delgado, Polgar, EJ, and Armand? I mean, I think, look again, like Javon Foster didn't walk on senior day, but he also hasn't said he's coming back. Same as Xavier Delgado. You know, um, EJ... Like, when did he tear up his knee, Gerard? What game was that? Or or have whatever injury he had. I don't know yeah, what it was. I guess. It was a lower leg injury. That was Kentucky. That's Kentucky. Versus Kentucky. Okay. okay, so is he ready for the beginning of next year? Yeah, probably. I don't know if he's ready for spring football. We don't know what the injury is. Um, you know, can T- Connor Tollison get better? We think Kyron White's coming back, but... I think they have to at least go out and get a couple transfer offensive linemen. Definitely. Like, that's that – If for nothing else top. than competition. Yeah, it, it's, it's got to be at the top. And real quick, uh, somebody asked about Polger. I'm pulling up PFF from yeah. last year. Um, Vince Polger, his – I know he's really good at one and he's bad at the other. So. <laughs> okay. So I'm looking up right now. Second, I mean, at, like he might be an improvement over this year, but like I don't think you're plugging in an all SEC center. No, you're not. You're not doing any of the sort. Um. All right, Eric Case is asking if Mevis is able to return for to his freshman sophomore form and make a few more kicks. Will he be on an NFL roster after next season? He will be, and like. I'm not sure it's impossible that he's on an NFL roster after this season. Like again. I, I hate to keep saying the same thing, but we don't know if any of these dudes are coming back. We no, like we're we are really confused. Real quick on the Ben Spoiler thing, I found it sixty-eight point eight uh, pass blocking, forty-four point like three or something run blocking. So it's it's really one-sided. Like you said, he's not going to be an all SEC guy, but he's he's probably going to be an improvement over Tollison. Probably a lot less penalties too. Yeah. So Kyle asks really the important question here. Will Mizzou's role bowl roster basically be the equivalent of a glorified spring game? I mean, yes, sir. Like, it's <laughs> definitely possible. I mean, so look, we already know Martez Manuel isn't playing. Isaiah McGuire's announcement didn't say he was skipping the bowl game, but I, I assume he's skipping the bowl game. And, and, and he's got the senior bowl. Like, I, I just right. – I think he's focused, and it should be, especially if you just separated your shoulder. Get healthy. Yeah. Uh, Jelani Williams isn't going to play the bowl game. He said he's transferring. And and I want to be clear, again, the message to this team has been, if you're going in the transfer portal, you ain't playing the bowl game. You know, so Jelani Williams, not playing the bowl game. Dominic Lovett, not playing the bowl game. All these other guys that have entered the portal, not playing the bowl game. Um, So, but... Trajan Jeffcoat, look, we don't know what he's doing. There's no guarantee he's playing. Darius Robinson, we don't know what he's doing. Hopper, Tyron Hopper, we don't know what he's doing. Ennis, Joseph, is Joseph Charleston healthy? 
Like literally, there's not one guy other than Chad Bailey. I was about to say that's who the I only can guy. tell you today. I am pretty sure is starting the bowl game on defense. Charleston? Probably Christian Williams. I don't know. Charleston was hurt last week. I I don't know. Uh, yeah. Uh, so so like that's yeah. That's guys. about it. Christ, Christian Williams and Chad Bailey are probably like and, like playing so, spades. Right on offense, like look, I'm pretty confident Brady Cook's gonna be there. Cody Schrader's gonna be there. Uh Luther's gonna be there. Uh um I'd Tyler Stevens Tos- will be there. Toski and if Barrett is back, I, right. I assume they'd want to play. Um so most of the offense will be there, but but again, we don't know line? what Javon Foster's doing. What the line and yeah. or Delgado. Delgado's one of those who right. You know, we don't know about if he's same situation. Like right, like he's got a COVID year, but he could easily transfer somewhere else for his last year. We don't know. Um, so it, it's not. I mean, if there's 22 starters, like I don't know, Missouri could easily be missing seven or eight of them. We already know they're going to miss three, and I anticipate there's at least two or three more. I'd be surprised yeah. if it's not at least two or three more. Yeah, I don't think the bleeding is stopping right now. <laughs> right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and again, David Carnell asks, what do you think will be the highlights looking forward to next year? I like I, I feel like I'm just saying the same thing to every question. I don't know, man. I don't know who's gonna be on this team. If okay, I mean so. Luther Burden, Luther Burden in the slot. That's a highlight for next year, right? So uh Luther, uh Dalen. I mean, I was looking at Dalen's stats. I think he leads the team in uh, as far as like like he has the most interceptions, I believe, and he has the most fumble recoveries. And it's like at five or six and you know, the spot snaps. So he's a player to look forward to. Then after that, it's a lot of just imagination. What you guys want to think about since spring spring ball? I think I feel pretty good saying Christian Williams and Jaden Jernigan are going to be back in the middle of the defensive line. Um, yes. You know, and, and I think – you're probably going to get an extended look at Arden and Johnny Walker at defensive end in the bowl game. Uh, you know, again, assuming that, that those guys, I mean, we have no reason to think they're not going to be there, but it, you just got to qualify everything um, these times. Uh, Cody Helderman gave the special teams a W, by the way. That seems like an incredibly low grade. Yeah. Oh, um, maybe he meant a win. Yeah, yeah, but I was thinking okay. Alfred being clever with it. <laughs> right. I, I thought he was going like below F all the way down to W. Um I don't know. Maybe go back earlier in the show when I was saying there was a number of problems that <laughs> I don't know if it if it was so much of a win. Yeah. Um, so Freeway Jared wants to know how big a difference is seven and six versus six and seven. And like look, it's different. I mean it's how different? I don't know. It's more, it's probably means more if they somehow end up facing Kansas in the Liberty Bowl. I heard this on Mizzou that too. And as far as like playing with a depleted roster versus a, a team that have nothing to lose and that did way more than they were expected to. And that being sandwiched in between playing basketball, Kansas, December 10th. Yeah. So you don't want a couple of loss, but if the whole team, if all the great pieces that made the team get back to six and six leave for the most part, mm, not like, too much. Right. I mean, 
I think it'd be big for Missouri to win a bowl game because they would have a winning season. It would be their first bowl win since 2014. Like the fans want to win this bowl game. The disconnect here and what's hard about being a fan of college sports in this current era is it's important to the fans, but everything they do shows it's not important to the players or to the coaches. I mean, like Tyler Beatty was basically told, don't play last year. Plenty of guys opted out. They had a JV roster against Army. And it looks like they're going to have another one. Again, if if the message, if everything I'm hearing is true and the message to the team has been, hey, if you're not playing the bowl game, leave. Well, then, I mean, I don't know. Why not hang on to those guys for a couple of weeks and try to win one more game? You know, I mean, I get it on one hand. But the fans really want to win this game. And they're putting their time and their money into maybe going to this game or watching this game on TV and everything the program is doing is telling them we don't really care if we win. I think it's it feels like if they get to the bowl and they win, they'll they'll say, you know, we've done everything. It matters. And part of that would be true. But then if they lose, it's kind of like, well, I mean, we lost everybody and we right. were just trying to get to six and six. The real prize was the battle line trophy, all that stuff. Right. Yeah, they'll they'll whatever happens in the bowl game, they'll spin it to that's that's the important part. If they win, winning a bowl game is huge. If they lose, bowl games don't matter at all. You know, so uh, Jared points out that Boise State transfer Hank Bachmeyer is in the in the portal. Um, I don't know how long he's been at Boise, and if he has connections to Hamden and Eli or not. It's been a little bit since those guys were there. I'd have to look it up. Again, we we just don't really know um what's what's gonna go on all right this is my favorite question how many fake snaps on fourth and one does jabari johnson take next season (laughs) Uh, i don't know but i too will say that i very much dislike the fake snaps here's a number of plays that i had where i was just like i'm gonna bang my head into a table if i see this again and he just kept coming so i two things first of all i felt like the most apropos thing about this season was that when they finally ran that play, it was there, but then they dropped the pitch. But, but here's my real question about it. So you can play in four games in red shirt, right? If Jabari Johnson were to take the field and get under center on fourth and one in five different games, but not actually take the snap in all five of them, that's not a play. So he didn't actually play, right? Oh, you know, I mean, Gabe, see, if see, you don't snap the ball, it doesn't count. It doesn't. But at the same time, I'm the type that says if it even seems like people can be like, ah, this and that. No, it's a no go. <laughs> I, I'm a, I think I'm right that it wouldn't count. I'm, but yeah, I, I'm, I agree. But I don't want to take any chances. Right. I'll say this. If there if, if there's a question of are you burning a guy's red shirt to be a decoy on fourth and one place, something has gone horrifically wrong. It's terrible. <laughs> uh, Dave wants to know which played a bigger part in Cook's improved play. His own improvement, play calling that fits the skill set or better play from the rest of the team. It. A mix of all of that so the play calling i just think they did a lot more like after the bye week we saw a lot more of the jet sweeps just things to get the ball out of his hands and it just felt like from around the vanderbilt game on that it was just like hike the ball quick slant hike the ball screen whatever to get the ball out of his hands and then he could take the occasional deep, uh, deep shot 
He did get better with some of his reads. He still has a very long way to go with reading and throwing instead of reading, making sure you're open and throwing. But he definitely got better than, you know, where he was week two or three. Um, yeah. The wide receivers played better. There was a couple games where it's just like, hey, there's actually a wide receiving core of three or four guys making plays, not just one or two. And then the offensive line started to play better the last three games when Armand Mimbo came in there. And then even at South Carolina, when EJ was in there, that was one of their better games. I, I thought the biggest difference was they leaned into his running ability the last four or five weeks sure. of the season. And that Absolutely. opened up some other things. So if you're assigning like order of importance. So with us potentially losing so many running backs to the portal, do you think they go after Arlen Harris, even though he's unproven? I don't know if they'll go after him specifically. I think they need a running back. So here's what I think they look at in the portal. Tell me where you, you might disagree. I think they need a running back. I think they need a receiver. I think they need a tight end. I think they need two offensive linemen. I think they need one, maybe two cornerbacks. And I think they need as many defensive ends as they can sign. Like, however many that is, two, four, five. Because, like, right now it's Johnny Walker and Arden Walker, and that's it, assuming Jeff Coates not coming back. Was this, the list you just said, was that in order to, like, of importance for you? No, I was just kind of going offense to defense. Okay. If we're just saying what, you know, what we think, and and, and if Mevis goes, obviously they're going to need a kicker. They got a freshman kicker coming in, though. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so for what you said, that's a that's about right. You said cornerbacks or defensive backs. I said corners. Okay. Because I'm thinking, assuming at this time that Jalen Carlisle is coming back. Okay, that's what I was that's what I was getting to. Okay. Um, yeah, Carlisle and Charleston are still intact. You may be good. Um they may still bring in another safety because they did a lot of four safety work, though, with Carnell, mm-hmm. uh, Martez, and then Charleston and Carla. So they still may bring in another one because they like to do that a lot. So I wouldn't be surprised if you add a safety to that. But for the most part, yeah, I like your list. And, and then the only wild card is quarterback and what they do there. And and I don't know that they yeah. need one. We just we don't know what's going to happen. All right. Uh, Jay White wants to know if any team's going to lose so many players at a position they have to forfeit their bowl game. Like, we've talked about that during the year. Like, what happens if one team has, like, a wide receiver go pro and five other wide receivers transfer? Like, I I think they I think the bowl game probably just says, I don't care, put a running back out there. I was about to say, either put a running back or you guys are going to be running, uh, you know, that full house set the entire game. I don't, right. I don't right. know. Yeah. We'll do that. We'll do that. Lynn Bowden at quarterback look that Kentucky did for a full season a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gerard, the, the whole show is just trying to push you into the transfer portal, man. So uh, I don't know. I think that's a compliment to you, but I think they're trying uh, to to really uh, get me to have. Well, to go I see. Hire I see. Person. I see. Great. Great. So I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna take it and run. Um, I appreciate that, Katie. Uh, this comment says that Charleston will play in the bowl game and Tyron's going to go pro. I don't know if that is speaking from a position of knowledge or if that is opinion. Um, you know, but, uh, I wouldn't be at all surprised to see Tyron Hopper go pro. I mean, I think he had a year that would give him the opportunity. Yeah, by far, by far his best year. And and for a couple other guys, like, I guess you guys, you guys will be happy with Christian Williams. I mean, he came from Oregon. And he had a career year this year and uh, six and a half tackles for loss, 26 tackles. I think it was like three and a half sacks, something like that. 
being a defensive tackle and doing that is more impressive than you may think yeah. when you just read stats. I so, mean, he was he was great the first half of the season. He was he was all over the place for sure. Uh, Eric says, even though Blake Baker just signed an extension, are there any rumblings of a group of five school possibly nabbing him as the head coach? I haven't really seen any yet. Um, like when the USF job came open, I said I thought maybe he would make some sense there. I think Missouri may have dodged a bullet when uh, I don't know what happened, but when the when Georgia Tech and Willie Fritz, when that deal fell apart, like had Tulane come open, I could have seen that be a place that that might make a call on Blake Baker. Yeah, obviously right. that was his, his uh, alma mater. That's where he, I think where that's he, right. I, I I know there's been to a lot of schools, but I want to say yeah. he, he played. That's where he played linebacker at Tulane. Yeah, yeah. Um, AU Stock says, does bowl eligibility automatically extend Drinkwitz's contract another year? No, what extended his contract another year is the extension. Um, so, like all those things are gone. Uh, no more automatic extensions. Uh, Let's see. Noah says, how do you think another six and six season would impact recruiting in the next year or two? I hate to be the cynical guy, but you know what is impacting recruiting? Yo, how much money you got? What can I get in NIL? I think the winning, main one. winning does not not have an impact, but it's not it's not like how it was for Alabama for so many years where it's just like now I'm solely going to Alabama because I'm in a championship and everything. Like if you got the money, if you're Texas, you got the the money to spend. You're you know the leader in the clubhouse. Yeah, uh, man at arms wants to know whatever happened to Ian Matthews. I mean, he just got stuck behind a whole bunch of transfers this year. Like I would assume he is a guy that that you expect to be in the rotation next year, but but he was not in the rotation this year. JB wants to know how to grow a beard like mine. Here's the secret, man. All the hair that used to be up here, you just make it move down here, and then you are set. And you are going to look, uh, you're going to look exactly like this. So I don't know if that's good or bad. Um, I don't know, man. Anything else that that you can think of that like we should be talking about that we're not talking about? Because I, I think I think this show might be a basketball show a little bit for the next week or two, just depending on everything that happens. So I, you might get the day off, but you might have to get some shots in now if you want to get some shots in. Oh man. Um... No, not that not that I can think. We've talked about transfers, what we can expect next year, the bowl games. I can't think of nothing really. Yeah. JB strives to look like me when he grows up. Brother, I gotta say, man, you need better goals. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's really all there is to it. I appreciate it, but but you need better goals. Um, so hey, appreciate all you guys hanging out with us. And this is I don't know, man. These next three weeks are are going to be ridiculous. Things are going to change every day. You're going to need to just kind of stay tuned to our message board. We'll update some of it on the front page, but the message board is, is going to be the place where all of it happens. We'll do some of these shows. I mean, we haven't scheduled every Wednesday, but look, if, if something, if something big happens, if Missouri has three starters in the transfer portal or something, we'll jump on here and talk about it. Um, you know, we might do a, might do kind of an impromptu show just depending on what goes on the next three weeks, but uh, appreciate you guys hanging out here today and all year uh hit the like button the subscribe button do all those things if you're listening on the podcast say some good things leave us a good review and uh most importantly of all again we've talked so much about nil here and like we literally are are giving you guys a way to be a part of this and and more specifically james carlton state farm insurance has given you uh, a chance to be a part of it uh you want missouri to be good you want the best players at missouri 
you don't have to like it, but you got to admit that NIL is a part of it. And so what you can do is you can get, to, get in touch with our sponsor, James Carlton State Farm. And if you get a quote from him, either on the phone at 314-961-4800 or online at carltoninsurance.net, he is going to donate $20 on your behalf to Every True Tiger Foundation, which is one of Mizzou's NIL initiatives, collectives, use whatever words you want. Uh, but James is, this is important to James. Like he really stressed when, when uh, he started sponsoring these shows that, that that's the message he wanted out there that, Hey, this is a way for you all to, to help Missouri and look, you need insurance anyway. So get in touch with them again, 314-961-4800 carltoninsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm call James Carlton state farm. Uh, we've got bowl announcement Sunday and Let's just be honest. God knows what between now and then. So uh, stay All tuned. We'll keep you updated. Praying for not the Music City Bowl, <laughs> personally. <laughs> All right. There you go, guys. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you.